people think they know the stories behind famous sports moments. They can recall the big win, the score in the final seconds, and the players' big personalities. But behind every seemingly amazing team, player, and win, there's an even better story. Rewind the Play seeks to tell the full story of some of the craziest and most iconic moments in modern sports. It's July 6, 2008. It's the last day of the 2008 Wimbledon Championships in London, England, at the prestigious All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club. Spanish tennis player Rafael Nadal swings his tennis racket back and forth as he warms up. The championship started weeks ago, on June 23rd, and all of the games have led up to this moment. He's nervous, but he's trying to hide it. Nadal is set to face Swiss tennis player Roger Federer in just a few minutes. Nadal and Federer have met many times before. They met for the first time in 2004 at the Miami Masters. Federer had been riding high off of his many victories, one which included his recent Grand Slam single title at Wimbledon. So, it was a shock to many when the lanky then 17-year-old Nadal beat Federer in straight sets. Ever since that meeting, Nadal and Federer's meetings have become more and more intense, eventually until it turned into a rivalry. The rivalry has been a huge draw at these 2008 Wimbledon games, and the crowds have shown up in droves in order to watch the match. Federer had beaten Nadal in their previous two meetings at Wimbledon, and he was on a five-year winning streak. But Nadal is determined that he won't make it to his sixth year. After a rain delay that seems to last an eternity, the umpire motions and the match begins. Soon, the two are furiously hitting the tennis ball back and forth. The crowd gasps and cheers as Nadal wins the first set, 6-4, to four and then wins the second set, 6-4. Nadal's nerves are finally gone, and he's really in his rhythm. And then the rain stops their play again. After hours of shuffling between play and rain delays, it's the final set, and it's almost dark outside. Federer had won the third set, 7-6, and the fourth set, 7-6 as well. Both Nadal and Federer are exhausted, the match has lasted for hours, and they've been forced to take long rain delays due to the weather. If the rain doesn't hold off, they might have to push the end of the match to the next day. Nadal shakes his head as he walks towards the back of the court. Federer is only two points away from winning the Wimbledon, yet again. Nadal takes a deep breath and sets a determined gaze to his opponent across the net. Miraculously, Nadal manages to break Federer's serve in the 15th game in the set. The crowd yells encouragingly, then falls to a hush. Across the court, Federer sways as Nadal prepares to serve. 
The crowd is silent, on the edge of their seats. Nadal serves the ball, and Federer turns it. Nadal hits the ball back to Federer, but Federer hits the ball onto the net. Nadal shouts and falls to the floor on his back, limbs splayed. The crowd erupts into cheers, and Nadal jumps up and makes his way over to Federer. He's done it. Nadal has won his first Wimbledon and unseated the five-time defending champion, Federer. The 2008 Wimbledon men's single match was the longest final in Wimbledon history, lasting four hours and 48 minutes. Not only did the match break Wimbledon records and Federer's record 65-match winning streak, but the match also showed a global audience the intense competitive nature of Nadal and Federer's rivalry and hooked a generation in watching these two tennis legends compete. Hi, I'm your host, Morgan Lane. Welcome to Rewind the Play, a podcast that takes a closer look at the biggest upsets, plays, and players, and changes everything you thought you knew about some of the most iconic moments in sports. Both Federer and Nadal had loved tennis from a young age. Rafael Nadal started playing tennis at just three years old, after his uncle, a tennis coach, introduced the sport to him. Growing up, Nadal loved tennis and football. Nadal's family had ties to professional sports, as his other uncle, Miguel Nadal, was a retired football player who played for the Real Mallorca, FC Barcelona, and the Spanish national team. However, Nadal's father made him pick between the two sports, so Nadal chose tennis and exclusively trained for tennis from then on out with his uncle. After years of dedication and practice, Nadal's raw athleticism and skill were fine-tuned. By the time he was 15 years old, Nadal started competing in professional events. Just a few countries away, another young boy had also devoted his childhood to the sport that he loved so much. Roger Federer started playing tennis when he was eight years old and even served as a ball boy for the Swiss indoors tournament in his hometown. Growing up, Federer idolized Swiss tennis player Stefan Edberg, German tennis player Boris Becker, and American tennis player Pete Sampras. He had admired his idols and wanted to be just like them, often spending hours playing tennis. In 1996, when he was 14 years old, he had the opportunity to play his first junior match in a grade two tournament in Switzerland. Only two years later, Federer was number one in the world in the junior ranking and was International Tennis Federation Junior World Champion. Federer was gaining confidence in himself and his ability 
and it was clear to everyone around him that he was a natural athlete, thanks to his impeccable hand-eye coordination. In 1998, Federer started his professional career. He also won his first Association of Tennis Professionals match. By the next year, he had entered the top 100 ranking and was quickly becoming a huge threat as he began to upset established tennis stars. Federer was making a name for himself, but it wasn't until the 2001 Wimbledon Championships until the world started to take note of the young 19-year-old star after he beat the number one seed to reach the quarterfinals. Back in Spain, Nadal was also continuing to make a name for himself in the world of tennis. In 2002, Nadal beat Paraguayan player Ramon Delgado and won his first Association of Tennis Professionals match at just 15 years old. At 16 years old, Nadal entered his first Wimbledon and set a record, being the youngest man to reach the third round. As Nadal and Federer each progressed in their career, it became clear that they were each becoming the best tennis players in their prospective countries. It wasn't long until the public began to compare the two after their first meeting in the 2004 Miami Masters. Nadal and Federer began to play each other regularly. While Nadal had prevailed over Federer in the 2004 Miami Masters, Federer was able to beat him in the 2005 rematch. However, just months later, Nadal defeated Federer in the semifinals of the French Open. Soon, a cycle was born. Nadal would win. Then the next time they met, Federer would win. And the cycle would repeat. For some years, one would dominate and win every match that they faced each other for that year. And another year, it would flip. As the rivalry progressed, the public interest grew more and more. Their meetings were highly anticipated and the two would often sell out arenas. Yet, despite the intensity of the rivalry, the two players' respectful approach to the rivalry was anything but ordinary. Historically, tennis rivalries have been chippy. Players were aggressive to each other, both off and on the court. One example of this was Serbian player Novak Djokovic and American Andy Roddick's chaotic feud in the 2008 U.S. Open. In a news panel, Roddick told journalists that Djokovic faked illnesses and injuries. After Djokovic beat Roddick in the U.S. Open, Djokovic mocked Roddick on the court after his win. Djokovic was booed off the court, and news media outlets reported that the two players had allegedly almost come to blows in the locker room. So, how did Nadal and Federer manage the nearly impossible and have a respectful rivalry? According to Nadal and Federer, the answer may be as simple as a mutual love for the game of tennis. Now, it's time for a break. If you're enjoying Rewind the Play, we would appreciate it if you could leave a like or review for this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to this episode on. Also, 
please consider sharing this podcast with a fellow sports fan to help grow our audience. Thank you so much for your support. Now, back to the episode. It's September 23rd, 2022. Crowds are already spilling into the O2 Arena in London, England, ahead of tonight's big match. It's the fifth edition of the 2022 Laver Cup, and tickets have long been sold out. Just a week earlier, Federer announced he would be retiring from tennis after this match. Nadal and Federer will represent Team Europe and will play tennis together on the court for the last time. Both men know the impact of this moment, and the whole arena knows it too. In the end, Team World wins. But the loss for Team Europe seems irrelevant compared to the meaningful moment between the two tennis legends on the court. On the sidelines, Nadal and Federer sit side by side. Both of their eyes are full as they choke back tears. Federer reaches out his hand and grabs Nadal's hand as the two men silently cry. For Nadal and Federer, the rivalry was never about the rivalry itself. In his post-game interview, Federer shares his appreciation to play tennis and thanks his team, saying, It's been wonderful. And of course, playing with Rafa on the same team, having all the guys here, and all the legends. Thank you. It is amazing. It really is. Federer stops as his emotions overwhelm him. After the game, Federer and Nadal hug, as the familiar chorus of Coldplay's Viva La Vida plays in the background. In the end, Federer and Nadal faced each other 40 times, with Nadal leading 24-16 to 16 overall. When Nadal reflects on their rivalry, he puts it this way. I mean, we shared a lot of important things together, no? With all of the things we achieved, it is difficult in some way to think of tennis in the last 15, 20 years without thinking of the rivalry that we have, because we have been playing in every big stadium. We shared the court, fighting for the most important things. Thank you for joining us on Rewind the Play. If you like this episode, please consider leaving a like or sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time.